Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up September 28th through the 30th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and we actually have on the line with us uh, from just up the road from where we are here in San Antonio. We've got Gina Kay with us from Austin. So, Gina, thanks for being back on the program with us. It's good to be here. Yeah, in fact, I, I was just uh, looking and realizing that it had been just over two years since we had had you on the program before, which is quite shocking to me. I guess, I don't know, maybe I've hit a certain, you know, season in life where time just flies by, but I feel like right. that wasn't two years ago already, was it? <laughs> so it's amazing to me how, how fast time is going, but because you've been on here before and maybe some of our longtime listeners are, are familiar with you from that previous um broadcast that we did, I'd love for you to just kind of catch up our listeners on what's been happening in the last couple of years uh, in your life and in your work, and just kind of then we'll we'll transition into some of what we wanted to talk about today, which is really about a, a really exciting event that's coming up uh, a little bit later in September. Sure, great. Uh, well, what brought me back to Austin five years ago was that um, my life was impacted having been in a marriage with someone that struggled with a pornography addiction and mental health issues and things that just went um, unresolved and unhealed to the point where there was a tipping point and kind of a crisis. And um, I uh, initiated a move back to Texas where my family had been. So over the last five years, I've been in this process of uh, actually having to walk through a divorce and becoming a single mom of four kids and rebuilding a life after a very shattering event and um, and just accepting kind of you know what what I was facing and the truth of kind of the way things were. So that led me into um, a desire to attend some conferences and trainings to learn more about porn addiction, betrayal, trauma, things like that, which then led me into desiring to work professionally as an as a, in addiction um, treatment recovery. So two years ago, I think I was working for a company here in Austin. It's a sober living company where I got to support uh, over 100 residents that moved to Austin 
to choose sober living. And then I went on to work for a residential treatment center that heals trauma and addictions. So uh, that has been like a, a great strengthening, I guess, of my ability to be a resource and a voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know that when, when we had you on here last time a couple of years ago, it did feel to me like you were you were sort of launching um, and and kind of trying to figure out, okay, what lane are you going to be in? Because I, I remember you and I even had conversations about that in terms of like, hey, you you know, what is a what is sort of a speaking career look like? What does it look like in terms of maybe faith based vocation? What does it look like from sort of a health standpoint? And and I know that you were still trying to kind of feel out. And plus, when we think about it, you're having to do this as, like you said, navigating this very difficult personal road that you're on. Exactly. And let's be honest, um, no matter what we might say philosophically, we cannot separate our personal path from our mm -hmm. vocational path as much as we might like to. Right. right? right. And I, I actually love the fact that you have leveraged, and I don't mean that in a negative way or some kind of seedy way you've sure. leveraged the realities of the things you've learned through your personal path to i think only enhance what you're seeking to do through your professional path would that be fair to say definitely and that's probably something we share in common that sure. not everybody is called to take a public stance on this or just step up and found an organization or do something but um, in the same way that you did, I think I've just felt that tug to, uh, to do something about it. And I think that's, you know, it's coming out of my grief and my experience and having um, opted for silence for such a long time and felt like I had been silenced that the more I, I started learning and being validated that, no, this is real. And, you know, the, and so many others are struggling then I wanted to um, participate and, and take action. And, and you're right, like you said, it has been a journey and it's been full of twists and turns. And at times it's been confusing. I mean, there was a point in that two to three years ago where I was launching a nonprofit um, to help women that experienced betrayal trauma. And then for different reasons, it turned out and through some consultation, I was, I was encouraged to make a change and and now my website is ginak.info and it's still a work in progress but it's me offering my services as an educator and a consultant and a trainer and one of the things that i can offer now that i work in the behavioral health world is that i can be a bridge and bridge a gap between other communities like faith communities and bring this amazing science and um, health information and 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 talk both languages because yeah. we speak in different languages and we need helpers like me that can bridge the gap. Yeah, and and I I love that. And to me, it's a little bit too bad that we have made those things almost seem as if they're mutually exclusive. Exactly. And it's kind of like you know, for those of, I really actually believe for those of us who are in in faith communities that really understand the connection between faith and the natural world. We don't pit faith and science against one another. We actually say, boy, they're very integrated. They're very congruent. Right. But yet, when you speak to the culture at large, many see that um, 
see these differences and see that they're almost incompatible with one another. I, I did want to, I don't want to take for granted one thing. I realized we just kind of jumped into this conversation and I want to let our listeners know for those of you who are maybe newer to our program and you're going, okay, so you say that we should know this Gina person if we've been uh, part of the program. If you do want to kind of get to know uh, from the first broadcast that we did together, jump back into our archives at puresexradio.com and go to the July 2016 archives. And that's actually when we have our, our first um, interview that we did with Gina. So you, you guys can catch up and, and get to know because we're not going to spend a lot of time in this um, podcast talking about Gina's story and all those kinds of things. So you can jump back into that because Gina, what I would love to do is I'd like to kind of get dive into sort of where you are now. What's the work that you're doing now? And um, and then and then also mention you know start talking about this big event that's coming up in uh, on September 14th. Sure. Well, my work now is doing business development and outreach, um, working with different organizations that promote treatment and recovery for addiction, trauma, and abuse. I mean, there really are a lot of intersections between those issues and underlying issues sometimes that drive things like addiction and, and understanding that's really important. So I have the honor um, of, of uh, being connected to amazing professionals across the country and that's part of what my job is to do is to build trusted relationships and to network and um, to learn, you know, to tour treatment centers, to understand, you know, what does it look like to recover, to recover and to invite people into recovery. I mean, even currently this week, I'm in the process of a family recovery coaching certification because the industry that I work in is aware of the fact we talk about this being a family system issue and that there's family members that need support and services as much as the one struggling with an addiction um, issue. And so we're trying to figure out like, how do we build up um, advocates and supports for the family members? Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting trained to do that. Uh, but the, I have these specializations that do stem from my lived experience. Cause as you said, I mean, we, we all come to the work that we do for a reason. And I come to this with certain lived experience and that is of value. Uh, but that, you know, it's not what, uh, colors, you know, everything. I'm not just coming out of this, um, because of, of my story. I mean, I'm passionate about health education and prevention, mm -hmm. but the things that I have lived experience with are, you know, having had a front row seat to someone whose drug of choice was internet porn. I have learned a lot and I know what I know about seeking services for betrayal trauma as a partner. And in my story, I experienced spiritual abuse and narcissistic abuse. And so anything that touches on those topics in particular, I'm especially interested in speaking on, um, helping others with and, and that kind of thing. So because, because I talk openly, um, people have learned this about me. And one of the things that came my way a little over a year ago was that one of my colleagues, Shane Adamson, who's in Dallas, Texas, um, and he's a CSAT, a certified sex addiction therapist. Uh, he founded what's called the Lone Star Coalition Against Pornography uh, at, to do some activism and education on this public health issue of pornography addiction. And he came to me and said, you know, we've done this conference three years in Dallas. What do you think about chairing the next Lone Star Coalition Against Pornography and bringing it to Austin? And I said, yes. Yeah. 
So let's yeah. let's back up just a little bit because you said something that I, I think probably maybe perked the ears of some of our listeners, especially if they're part okay. of those family systems, those family relationships that end up being on the receiving end of some of that betrayal behavior that happens. And and not to go too deeply into this, but you mentioned three things that I think is a, are serious issues regarding this. One is um, the internet pornography and how that, how that is an abusive kind of um, uh, thing in a relationship. You mm-hmm. mentioned spiritual abuse, and then you also mentioned narcissistic abuse. Can you just briefly touch on that and, and offer maybe some encouragement to any of our listeners that they feel like, wait a second, that sounds like some stuff that I'm dealing with. Um, and then maybe talk about how that connects to the work you're doing in how do you come alongside professionals that are working in the space of addiction recovery and help those individuals in relationship to they're connected to somebody who's dealing with internet pornography. They're connected to somebody who's maybe spiritually abusing them, or they're connected to somebody that's, you know, a narcissist, not saying that those are always contained in every single individual, but they might be touching on those issues. Sure. Great questions. I like your questions. Uh, For me, like part of why I do what I do is that I want to save other people time, money, unnecessary grief, agony, all of that. Because one of the the things that in my journey was that it took way too long to get the language and the terms to properly identify what I was dealing with. Um, and, and knowledge is power. I mean, just having the right label of, of knowing that's, you know, that pornography can show up and cross a line into addiction can help make sense of what someone's experiencing. Now it's not, you know, just because someone looks at pornography and consumes it, because the truth is all of us have a porn story, you know, have seen it. It's just so accessible. And, um, I think that's even why culturally we're, we're asking these questions of, you know, people are confused, like, is this a problem? And, and not always for everybody, but the truth is it can go into a realm where there are issues that start um, as showing similarities of alcoholism or drug addiction or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so using the language of addiction is powerful. And if that's the nature of what's happening in a family system, it's important to properly identify it. Same with abuse. You know, like you said, it did. I mean, honestly, that okay. So the when I learned um, and identified spiritual abuse in my own life was when I was at a professional conference about four years ago, and the professional conference was on the issue of sexual addictions. But one of the breakout sessions was titled "Spiritual Abuse," and it perked my interest. And I was like, "Hmm, I want to go hear what this is about." And the whole time, light bulbs were going off, mm. and I'm like oh my gosh, this makes sense of some of the things I encountered when I was trying to navigate this very real experience of pornography addiction in my marriage and turning to faith leaders and experiencing them admonish me with scripture in a way that what I discovered was spiritual abuse. And it it got pretty heavy handed as I walked through a separation and divorce as far as the using um, scripture and spiritual authority to try to control and manipulate my choices. And, um, and that was, that's been 
life-changing, you know, because then that helped me find the help I needed to know what I was dealing with. Well, and I think some of the things you're saying are so critical to understand because I think when we understand what education is really about, um, even from, you know, a faith perspective, we recognize that uh, these these labels or these names are not for the purpose of stigmatizing, right. but they're for the purpose of being able to treat. And yes. that, so it's the difference between labeling to shame exactly, and labeling to diagnose in order for getting the proper kind of treatment and the proper response to that. And that's where I think this education is so important because so many times what, what ends up happening is soon as, you, as soon as you say, oh, that's sexual addiction. We are so used to labels stigmatizing in our culture that we don't realize that, no, no, think of it from the standpoint of, of health or even medicine. When you yeah. go into your doctor and he says, okay, so you actually have um, that mole has uh, melanoma. Oh, don't shame me. Don't, you don't have that reaction to say this right. doctor is trying to stigmatize me or shame me because of what he's labeled as far as what the diagnosis is of my problem. He's actually exactly. there, he or she is there to try to help to say, if we don't get a, if we don't get a proper name on this, we can't properly exactly. treat you. Exactly. And so why, well, don't, you like with, why don't you speak to that a little bit in terms of what mm -hmm. the Lone Star Coalition Against Pornography is seeking to do in these events and the various kinds of um, mm -hmm. resources from that standpoint and, and how that's so beneficial to the people who are actually needing the help versus what we have typically seen happen is people think, don't label me, don't label me from a stigmatization standpoint versus a treatment perspective. I'm so glad you brought that up. And especially those medical examples, because we don't think twice about, uh, you know, taking our symptoms to a doctor and, and needing that explanation and needing that knowledge, like you said, and if it's cancer, you know, then we're so relieved to at least know why we've had the symptoms we've had. And then we go seek that specialized help and and know the value of these specialists. And so, um, like you said, I mean, I don't I, I feel sensitive sometimes about talking about these labels because I don't want to shame anyone. And I know right. as I tell my story, it brings up, you know, people know me. They know the people <laughs> that I'm talking about sometimes. And it's not meant to shame. It's just it it's there's something powerful about um, speaking our truth and just dealing with things. That's 101 of recovery is that freedom. When we say, you know what, I'm not hiding anymore. This is my truth and I need help. And so that's the spirit of the Lone Star Coalition Against Pornography is to say, you know what, we're, we're listening. I mean, there's a national conversation and that it, it's, ha I mean, there are national organizations speaking on these issues. We've got, I mean, Time Magazine had the word porn across its uh, cover two years ago. Right. Um, and they were interviewing people. Um, we have Hollywood actors and actresses that are speaking up against this and, and not against it, but sharing their, their story and saying, I'm not going to be bound by um, by the shame anymore. And so we're joining a national conversation as Texans and we're inviting Texans to change how we talk about porn. And the biggest thing that we're changing is that we're talking about it. We're right. saying, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about this and we're going to provide a venue for, um, for individuals to come and to hear about 
the science about the um so, you know be introduced to some of the people that are that are doing things to hear the stories of how this is impacting individuals relationships and families because some people you know haven't encountered that yet so those of us that have that have seen the wreckage that have mm -hmm. heard the stories we want to illuminate that we want to help you know be like you know what this is important information and with any choice that we make in life it's best to make an informed decision so yeah. we at least want to influence people's thoughts of like i want people to be informed that um, just like we do with food like if you go to mcdonald's every day it's a super stimulus. It's going to affect your body in certain ways. Same thing with porn. It's a super stimulus that will affect your body in certain ways. So there you have it, folks. Gina has equated pornography with McDonald's. McDonald's. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's on you, Gina, not on me. Okay, oh, so, I'll, anyway. I'll do something with that. Yeah. No, but back to the, real quickly, to the uh, the issue of diagnosis, too. I think yeah. when, we un when we're able to get really proper, specific language regarding a diagnosis, we also recognize, even from a medical standpoint, that diagnosis does not mean that language must permanently label you. So, for instance, I go to my doctor because I go, I don't know if I got a cold or I got the flu. I feel bad. When the sure. doctor says it's the flu, I don't go, I'm permanently labeled a flu carrier. Right. It's like, no, we're, we now know right now what needs to be addressed. And as we treat that, we expect that change can happen, which therefore that label doesn't have to stick. So, for instance, yeah. when I stepped into recovery because I, I did have a full-blown sexual addiction, I sit before you now, 19 years later, not somebody as one who carries the current right now label of addict. Uh huh. Because I actually believe that I have actually been set free. I don't operate in the same way as an addict. Right. Does that make sense? So I feel like yes. one of the pieces of education, too, is recognizing the fluidity to some of these labels that, yes. again, are not meant to shame or stigmatize, but are meant to diagnosis for the, diagnose for the time and the season that the treatment is necessary. Yes. And I think that's helpful too. And, it, and, and so I'm sure you see that a lot, even as you deal with a lot of health professionals and counselors and people in the medical field and even research, recognizing that we're trying to do this in a way that is helpful for movement in a positive direction, not so that we can say, Boom, I've placed a label on your forehead, Gina, and you are permanently and always whatever you are currently experiencing. Right. And so how does how is this event? Um, let's dive into a little bit of the practicality of this event. What's going to be going on in this event on September 14th to help um, to help people and who, first of all, who are the people that are you're wanting to see, you know, fill this space? Who's the audience that you're really trying to? reach. Great. Well, I, yes, I'm going to talk about the event. Let me just make one uh, prior comment, though, what you were saying about um, the opportunity really to join recovery, recovery movement. Like to me, all of this opens the door to anyone for an invitation to recovery. And in my line of work, we talk about persons in recovery. And I identify that way now too. A lot of times that's been reserved for people that are fighting alcohol or drug addiction. They say I'm a person in recovery. Um, but 
any of us that are, you know, recovering from something and we all experience trauma in life, if Mm -hmm. nothing else. And most of us experience some kind of addiction or abuse. But that's the beauty is that there is this thing called recovery. And there are some actual entities and therapies and support groups and things that are offered for recovery. I mean, even learning to use fitness as a form of recovery. I mean, there's so many things that um, it's just, again, a language issue, but it's, it is an invitation into a lifelong journey to learn how to cope in healthy ways and to learn how to um, feel our feelings and not run from things and not medicate with unhealthy things. So that's the big door that we enter into. And so even in doing a conference like this one, um, it, it is an opportunity for individuals to be introduced into this world of treatment and recovery. And, um, and, and you're right. Like I, the last thing we want is for anyone to feel like they're taking on a negative label but more that it is a form of learning and being educated and being connected to proper specialists if that help is needed and then that that invitation into a a lifelong journey of like there's so many great resources and that's the thing that i love about my work is i get to learn about these resources and it makes me excited like i'm excited and passionate about what i've learned and it's, it's things that I'm like, oh my gosh, the public needs to know about this. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then, so what's going to be happening at the event? And, and is this something, because I can imagine some of our listeners are going, oh, so this is really just for professionals, like vocational professionals, uh, this, this event. But, mm-hmm. but who are you really hoping to reach or who is um, allowed or invited right. to this, uh, right. this event? Well, we have a venue at uh, a UT campus in North Austin that can hold a little over 300 people. I want a full house and I want an audience that is a mix of um, representatives from all segments of the population. Because the truth is this issue is affecting um, all kinds of individuals. I wanna see young adults there and we're actually gonna include some millennials on our panel and then in our in a breakout session over lunch because we want to talk to them. We want faith leaders there because individuals tend to turn to faith leaders sometimes in their in their times of need, whether they're religious or not. Right. Um, they because they're free and they're trusted resources. And so faith leaders are seeing this issue. They're hearing about it. We want them there. We want school administrators. We want lawyers there's so many divorce lawyers that keep saying i keep hearing more about this issue in relation to divorce Uh, parents that's a big one and even for myself i'm raising the next generation and knowing what i know now as an adult woman um that's part of what motivates me is i'm like i can't put my head in the sand i you know i want to be informed so that i can best help my kids navigate this digital world and so it's an open invitation yeah. to everyone. I'd almost say as a little sidebar on the parenting thing, I think that's like the that's probably the most vital vocation anyone could have in terms of when you think about the kinds of if you want to talk about education and training mm-hmm. that lasts a lifetime, either for good or for bad, it's parenting. Like that's one of the things that always sobers me up. I I get very sober minded when I think about um, the impact 
that my wife and I get to have on our kids. It's like, that is a profound job. And so I was about to say, so you're saying that professional moms and dads are invited to this, this event. (laughs) Definitely. In fact, if I could talk for a minute about our team, because we have a team of uh, eight to 10 people that came together that we've been uh, doing a planning committee for the last year gearing up for this conference. And it's made up of a variety of people. And one of the members of our team is a mom. She's pregnant with her ninth child. And she's what we we, talk, we call her a tiger mom um, because as she learned about the realities of pornography, she just became passionate about like, oh my gosh, we need to know about this. And our mm-hmm. kids are facing this and I need to talk to my children about it. And um, she's helped bring Fight the New Drug into schools for school assemblies up in Dallas. And she just comes at this with that passion of, um, you know, this is something we can do to help our kids. And then we have a therapist on our team who she came at this as she was just doing um, general marriage and family therapy. And she kept having couples come in and talk about the porn and sexual addictions to the point where she set out to get further education and training as a therapist, just because it was showing up in our practice. Mm. And now to the point where she's joined our team to help, um, you know, we have people that have been touched by this personally in their marriage, somebody who it was his parents that had their marriage broke up over this. And that's mm-hmm. what brought him to the team. So yeah, that you know, people show up for different reasons. So we are about out of time, but if we could do two things before we wrap up, one is if you could give like a brief summary of just the key topics sure. that you're going to cover at the event, and then also how can people get connected to you and the and uh, and LCAP? Okay, great. Well, we have chosen to do a half day event because we want to consolidate this information and. Um, And we know it can, you know, at times it can be a little heavy. We don't want to overwhelm anyone. So we're going to kick off the event on September 14th at 9 a.m. with a multimedia presentation that's going to be power packed with just introductions and information that me and our the founder of LCAP, uh, Shane Adamson, will present. And it will introduce people to this national conversation, the movements, key people, key information. And then we have Gabe Deem, who's coming down from Dallas. He's a young adult, and he was interviewed in that Time Magazine article in 2016. Um, He shares openly about how erectile dysfunction was an experience for him as a result of consuming pornography Mm. and to where there's a growing movement of supporting people that are experiencing that. Um, That really, when they stop the porn use, then they get their regular use back with them relate in real relationships. So it's just a, you know, fascinating information about, oh, this is how this is happening um, to certain individuals, relationships, families. And then we have, uh, he's also going to talk about the neuroscience and then Professor Robert Jensen from UT. He has been involved in, um, in research and studies for 25 years. He's going to speak to the, the industry of like the porn production and the realities of how they produce it, what they produce. Um, and then we have a panel of different individuals from segments of society speaking to this. So mm-hmm. again, we're not going to waste anyone's time. We're going to keep it moving, just in- information, and then have breakout groups over lunch for individuals to talk specifically and gather if they're parents and they want to be with other parents, if they're faith leaders and want to be with other faith leaders, if they're millennials, uh, or if they're um, 
Oh, and I'm forgetting the last one, maybe educators. I forget. We picked four different groups that we're yeah. going to break into. So website is lonestarco.org. Okay. That's our conference website and registration can happen through the, the website. If anyone is with an organization that's involved in these movements, they can become an exhibitor or a sponsor. Everything's on the website. Okay. And then how can people get connected with you and what you're, what you're doing sure. personally or with your professional site? Right. Well, and my, uh, my bio and link to my personal page is on the Lone Star Co website as well. My website's ginak.info and um, that'll connect people with me. Okay. Well, Gina, thanks again for being on the program again and just being uh, such an encouragement to us and to so many people who are just trying to find answers for all of these very heavy and oftentimes confusing questions surrounding addiction and recovery and, and wholeness really in life. So thanks for being on the program again. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And listeners, of course, we're always glad that you're with us and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.